Welcome back to 10 Tents Podcast. My name is, of course, Michael Beck. I'm here with Adam Nielsen and the king of CrossFit himself, <laughs> Handsome Rob. Nope. Rob's nope. responsibilities. Nope. We're starting over. Nah. Nope. No, nah. it's not. Nope. nope. We're rolling with I it. I have never been to a CrossFit. You can't even say it. That's not fair. I don't believe that. I swear to God. I, I have never it. been to a CrossFit. There used to be a CrossFit place on my way home, like right there on the edge of Nevada. Yeah, there was like three of them. Well, right there on the edge of Nevada, there was one. And there were always hotties working there. And then they moved to the other side of town. And, and now it'd be like way out of my way to drive there. So I just don't. But I really miss that like part of my day. I know. Now you got to miss out on all those hot, ripped dudes. I get it. <laughs> CrossFit, bro. <laughs> what are we doing here? We're doing a podcast. Let's talk about our social media stuff. The podcast stuff. is about CrossFit. Nah, we're not doing nope. CrossFit. Uh, you can find us at 10 Tens Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, the number 10 Tens Podcast on Twitter, 10 Tens Podcast on Car Throttle, and 10 Podcast.com. Where we have a newish section thing where I've decided that we need to have all of our episodes up there. There's a little player, you can click on it. You can listen to the episodes there. And from the Dudecasode moving forward, we will also have links to all the news articles so that you can click on them, you can read them, you can leave us comments about them, and then we can tell you how wrong you are. Or you can tell us how we butchered facts in the episode, which we typically do. Yep. I reject your reality and substitute my own. So the cool thing about that is we have the galleries up there for each episode. So when we do stuff, we try to take pictures of it. So that stuff's up there now. Yeah, I got some of the Formula car, I got some of the electric cars, I've got the GTR, I've got some crazy things that Excessive made for Josh Fettis' episode. Uh, I was you, a busy beaver this weekend. If you are one of those folks that likes to listen at work on your computer, you can do that easily now from 1010spodcast.com. 1010spodcast.com. It's the only website you need. And I have metrics for that website so I can see when people visit. Oh, boy. You can see his true motivation. Yeah. I love analytics. Adam is tracking you. You're, I love analytics. You're the analytics master. The analytics master I'm for sorry. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, so we are doing a different episode this week because when this comes out, we will be coming back from grid life, surely sunburned and hungover. And, and uh, tired. And tired. So tired. So we're probably getting ready to get in the car right now if you're listening to this at noon on Sunday. So we're going to be heading back. But even though- it's a crazy week. Even though this is a uh, short episode, we should have lots of features on, uh, probably not on the website, but on all of our social media stuff. So we encourage you to check that out. We're going to attempt to do a live streaming, which will probably fail epically. Oh, yeah. Um, That'll be fun. We, we, That'll be fun to watch, too. But we will try that anyway. Um, we're trying to get several interviews lined up this week as well so that we have, um, hopefully we'll have some extra episodes to release um, in the next couple of weeks. Yep. I expect to see lots of stuff on Twitter and Instagram. We're going to be posting just random pictures as they happen. So I'm just going to load up Instagram this weekend. So if Can you, you do live stuff from Instagram or do you have to record it and then post it? Yeah, record it and post. So I'm just going to post pictures. And I don't know. Basically, they're all going to have the same hashtags with a few extra things thrown in there once in a while. Drift slut. Drift missile. Drift. Lots of drift things. Drift. EDM sloot. EDM. Yeah. We're going to find the slutiest EDM girl we can. And we're going to post a picture of her on Instagram. That might get us more traffic than anything we've posted so far. Oh, it almost guaranteed. Oh, my God. We might actually get some followers. I think Instagram partially exists for uh, halfway decent looking girls with cars. Pushing yep. the censoring limits. Uh, I don't know about that. That's the thing that Instagram loves, or that Instagram users love to do. I don't know about that, because they will kick us off there I'm not so saying fast. we should do that. I'm saying that that's what a lot of Instagram users enjoy doing. Yeah, that's true. But if you got a small account, those will boot you. Goodbye. See you later. Peace out. Nah, we're Nobody huge. Cares. We're huge. We're not even. We're not even verified. This is ridiculous. Are you Isn't that my your job, then? Robbie? <laughs> Robbie. How do we get verified? I don't know. I didn't yeah, know yeah, that was a thing. I don't know the thing either. Maybe they contact you once you get to a certain point. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know how that works. Whatever doesn't matter. Moving yep. on. So we're gonna run through. Um, I think we're gonna run through some news topics. Talk about a couple different things. We want to talk about the new Top Gear. We do because. Uh, Quite a few episodes ago, I don't remember what episode it was. I think, if I remember, I went back and I listened to it because I wanted to remember our opinions on on what we thought each host was going to be like. And if I remember right, it was episode four, which was the Chicago Auto Show episode. Okay. So we talked about Top Gear hosts because they had there's, been released that week. There's 15 million of them. Yep. Yeah, there's too many. And, there's uh, so many. They're not all on the same show. Yeah, there's so many. There's two shows now. There's Top Gear, and then there's 
extra gear. I think they went. What? Yeah. yeah. There's top That's, gear, and then there's extra gear, and the the hosts are split up between the shows. That's stupid. I think they went. Oh shit! We hired too many people. Now yeah. what are we gonna do? How you can't put this many people on one show? No. So I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but extra gear is where it's at. Did you actually watch extra gear? I watched. All of it. Because we should mention, you didn't watch, Robbie, all of... I started watching the top year. And I watched five minutes of it. And I've seen all of the first episode, and I have not yet had a chance to watch the second one, which is on my DVR. And apparently the second one didn't do so hot. 1.3 million less people even started that show than the first one. But we won't go there yet. Let's talk about the first episode. Yeah, so let's start with Top Gear. Where it was mainly uh, Chris Evans, yep. who have, who we said, I think all three of us unanimously agreed, we were not into Chris Evans. And this was before I even really knew who he was. I just kind of based on the few things I had seen. Yeah, we just assumed he was a, a Ferrari snob, and we didn't like him. But we've I've also seen a lot of British people don't like him either. And then Clearly. Uh, Matt LeBlanc, who I believe Michael and I were were. For we're on we're on Team LeBlanc. Yep. Robbie was Robbie was a hater. I was a hater. You were not into into it. Nope. So and then uh Sabine Schmidt made a short appearance on the Top Gear episode. Yep. I wondered if that was gonna be the case. I feel like she's just gonna be a little bit of filler every once in a while. She was actually on both sections for a short bit. Meaning She, she was, was on Top Gear and a little bit on Extra Gear. Oh, that's weird. She okay. was the only the only one that outside of like the first like minute where they kind of introduced it that was on both episodes. Okay. She had a bit where she was driving uh, the Corvette, the new Z06. Yeah. And Chris Evans was in the new ACR and they had like targeting laser guns on them and they were chasing each other around an Air Force base. And okay. I thought it was top stupid. Like, I thought that was terrible. Did you? So one thing about Sabine is I didn't realize how thick her accent is. Yeah, she's a little hard to understand. She's very hard to understand. I don't remember her being that hard to understand. No, I guess I'd never heard her speak. I just watched her racing videos. She does a lot of yelling as well, from what I remember. She does yell a lot. Yeah, that's not very good for uh, TV. And then they had this bit where she, quote-unquote, made a U.S. Air Force pilot throw up in a car, and I don't believe it. Not for uh, a second. I'm sorry. What's a car pull? Maybe maximum lateral G, like 1.5. Uh, yeah, especially a car with street tires on an unprepped, unprepped surface. That's yeah, pretty shy sure. of uh, 9Gs. <laughs> so That was my thought on it, too. Yeah. So the scripting is still there. They're still pulling yeah. top gear so, bullshit. Um, I, Chris Evans was better than expected. I thought he was mind-numbingly annoying. He was super annoying. Like he I, screams a lot. Yeah, he apparently yells. He like thinks he's the funniest person on earth. Yeah, he does. But that, and, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm for Chris Evans. Don't get that twisted. But he was better than I had thought he would be. Your expectations were so low that he that his terrible he performance was better than you thought yes. it was going to be. Wow. That's but impressive, I think. Matt LeBlanc, I am incredibly disappointed by. I'm still middle ground. I thought that he was very dry. And he seemed like he was very uninterested in the whole thing. I thought, I kind of felt that way about him in his interview, but I thought maybe he was having an off day. Like, you know, he had just traveled from the U.S., he's tired, they made him drive around a racetrack, now he's more tired, and now we're going to do an interview. Well, so here's what I'm hoping. Uh, And I know that you're going to kind of argue with me about this a little bit, Michael, but I'm going to say it anyway. The first uh, season of the U.S. version of Top Gear with Tanner Faust and Rutledge Wood and Adam... Corolla. Uh, Ferrera. Ferrera. Not Corolla. Not Corolla. Two different apps. Corolla does does dats and things. That's right. Yeah. He has his, he has a podcast. He has a podcast. Yeah. No, That's a good comedian. podcast, I think. It's I'm not never, a bad podcast. Never listened, I listen. Apparently if they good. have a if they have a guest I'm interested in, I'll listen. He does car things on there every once in a while, yep. I think. It's not bad. bad. Yeah, that's why I'm confusing him. Yeah. Well he had the car show too with Matt Farah and uh Dan Neal. Yes, Dan who's, Neal. Who now we are mortal enemies. And uh <laughs> We are. Well, after he was on Matt Ferris talking about how he was going to turn Cannonball into oh, that's a, right. rom-com. a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, what is going on? Robbie loves rom-coms, though, so Robbie, he's That's right. It. Robbie was in. So. And I really didn't like the, uh, the Cannonball movies, so. 
you're fine with turning it into a rom-com. I'm, whatever. I just don't care. Anyway, He's got a soft streak Let's move a mile past this wide. before I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, where were we? I don't even remember now. So Matt LeBlanc was a little Matt dry. He was, and you were saying that the first season of U.S. Top Gear. Uh, it wasn't great. And it's. I think that that show has gotten better as time has gone on. And the reason I think that has gotten better is because those three guys have gotten – they went from three guys that were on a show to three friends that were on a show. And the friendship aspect of it is is what has always made – the original, the BBC Top Gear that we all know and love, it is what has improved the U.S. Top Gear. It's arguably what makes us interesting to listen to is the fact that we are friends, and because of that, we're easier to listen to. They're easier to watch. They're more enjoyable to watch. They're they're bantering back and forth. They're making fun of each other. They're poking each other. They're they're doing things that that guys do when they're hanging out with their friends, and it's more. When you're watching it and you're enjoying it, it's more because you're enjoying them as friends than them as people talking about cars. And so, Chris Evans and Matt LeBlanc barely know each other. And my hope is that given some time, they will become friends and they will work together much better and the show will improve over the course of time. But I don't think that the, that the world is ready to give them enough time to do it because they just expect them to come out of the gate at 100% and be as good as the last Top Gear, which isn't going to fucking happen. I don't disagree with you, but I think Chris Evans has set himself up for failure by saying that his show is going to be so much better than the old one and that they had so much better ratings on their first show and you know, arguing with people on Twitter and yep. being an asshole and... You know, reports of him throwing fits and stuff like that. He has set himself up for people to hate him. And he's, and done, yeah, he's done a great job of that. And maybe that's his plan, too. Maybe he's like, well, if I'm an asshole, I'll get a lot of media. And so people will watch the show. If I'm if I'm an asshole on Twitter and saying shit to people and starting stuff, then maybe people will watch the show because they're going to, you know, watch it to hate me or whatever else. No. No what? You don't... You don't tune into a TV show because there's somebody on there you don't like. Are you kidding me? You, you need a villain. Well, dude, have you watched any of that stuff that's on all those uh, like those women's networks where all those like the housewives stuff? They put people on there. Is that the crowd they're trying to, to pull hate. in? But I think that I think that you in those reality shows you do have to have someone you don't like, but you're still tuning back in to cheer for the person you do. You don't come back to see the bad guy. You come back to cheer on the good guy, and the bad guy creates you know, something for you to hate, which is somewhat needed. But, but Piers, Piers Morgan has made a whole career out of being an asshole to people. I don't know who that is. He's a he's also a UK. He he had a huge fight with Jeremy Clarkson. Jeremy Clarkson punched him in the face. This is like ten years ago on on a Concorde flight. Um, he had he took over I've seen one of those. <laughs> he took over. What did he take over? He took over somebody else's show. Did that for a while. I mean, he's he's made a career on people hating him. It's the same thing with like Glenn Beck or any of those people. People hate that guy. Maybe and I'm so just, he gets a lot of press. It's all maybe about I'm just press. weird. But if I don't like you, I don't tune in. It's true, but people people are talking about it. it's free advertising. If you're creating a PR, you know, mess by but being it's an not, it's not a good way to to maintain a show long term. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that. Uh, I'm sure it's not the long-term goal. Right. He could. You can't start out pissing everybody off and then hope to bring them back around again. That's not going to happen. If, if, They're if, out already. Well, if you're, if you're assuming that people, less people are going to tune in, you give them something to talk about, you give them, like, whether it's a negative or positive reason, give them a reason to tune in, whether it's because they hate Chris Evans or they want to see Matt uh, do well. Matt LeBlanc yeah, Matt do, LeBlanc well. do yeah. well. They're going to tune in at first, and then you kind of take that asshole persona away, like his Twitter persona and his real persona, <laughs> take that away on the show, and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of well, into the show. Yeah, he's not so bad anymore. Yeah, then they kind of tune in because the show's good. Now, that really didn't happen because they're 1.3 million viewers less this week, but... you know, It may change, though. I yeah. mean, you don't know. The other thing is, Chris Evans is not an idiot. He has like 6 million people that listen to his radio show every day. He's not stupid. He's, he's an entertainer that people like for some reason. Well, I'm not one of them. And that's just in the UK. This is just a UK radio show, and six million but, people listen to that. I, th- I think the British are a very different group of people than the average American. 
And so maybe they might like him, but I don't think he's going to do well here. Well, typically the BBC is not giving a crap about what Americans. No, and, and they shouldn't <laughs> because they're not they're not the ABC; they're the BBC, right. and that's fine. But technically, their job is to appeal to people in the UK because people in the UK pay a fee for the BBC. Everybody pays it as a TV. Yeah. So they're getting they they should be appealing to their license payers, which is. People that live in the UK with TVs. Which is fine. It is what it is, but I'm probably going to continue to follow the US top year closer than the BBC or than the British one because I think it's better right now. I would agree. And the one thing I might, what my takeaway was is that I don't know if this was the case in the previous years. Maybe I just didn't notice it because I wasn't critiquing it quite so much with the old top years, but like everything seems so staged. The dialogue was really dumb when they were doing, like, I'm going to call them skits, but, you know. It was bad. Like, because they, they go to the Top Gear event, the area for their uh, vet versus Viper. So they get them on rocket launches. They're basically recreating the Top Gear, or Top, top Gear, Top Gun scene where they try to lock on. And he's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to slam on the brakes and he's going to blow right by me. Oh, what's going to happen? Just like in the movie. And then they kept quoting it the whole way through. And it was basically a recreation of the movie and you knew what was going to happen. You knew what they were going to say. And it was just stupid. I thought it was very cheesy, very fake. I, I was not into it. They tried too hard. Well, I, th- I th- there's a big difference between the culture of the old top gear and these new people that have no culture together, which is kind of what you were saying earlier. But I think everybody, I think everybody should read this book, but I think you two should really read this. Um, on that bombshell by Richard Porter, who was the script script editor for Middle Top Gear. I don't know what we call it now, but the one from 2002 up until 2015, he was the script editor or script manager, whatever that means. And so he talks at length about how, I mean, Jeremy Clarkson would not sleep at night because he was worried about the way that a joke flowed and the perception of it. I mean, even down to the the number of words and sentences and and the analogies that because he was big on metaphors and analogies and things like that i mean he would he would he would be up late at night sending richard emails about eh, we gotta we gotta change this word because this word doesn't make sense and it, it doesn't flow right if you say it this way and so there's in my opinion there's probably not that person on the new top gear that obsesses about how good it is so what they're doing is they're taking their old process which is creating a script because Top Gear is scripted no matter and it has been the entire time it's oh, been yeah. in production no matter what anybody says and they're trying to write it but they don't have that person that obsesses about those details so it's never going to be as good it's never going to flow as well you're going to get bad jokes in there you're going to get things that stick out like sore thumbs and until you get somebody that's really that passionate about the writing quality it's not going to be the same and there's something about Jeremy Clarkson's writing that I've tried to cheat off of since I've started reading <laughs> yeah. him. He is really, his flow is really, really, really good. His sentence structure is really good. The metaphors that he uses are really good. They're not clumsy. It's not clunky. You know, you don't get run-on sentences. He's an extremely good writer. He's been doing it for, I don't know, 30 years, 35 years. I find it so hard to write that stuff and not have a bunch of run-ons. Yeah, and he's he's got... I'm so bad at finding a good way to cut off a sentence and start the next one. And make it flow well. And it's he's really easy. I I've noticed since we've started doing this and trying to write things here and there. Yeah. Run ons after run ons <laughs> yeah. after run ons. And so he's, hard. He's really good at thinking keeping things crisp and clean, short, gets his metaphor across, it makes sense, and it's entertaining. And he is really, really, really good at that. And that's why he's had such an illustrious career. But you don't have that person anymore. And who knows, you know, that person might become Matt LeBlanc, it might become Chris Evans. If it's, if it's anybody, it's probably going to be Chris Harris. I was just going to say, more yeah. likely. because, I mean, let's let's move on to the extra gear part. If you just dropped Top Gear, the, the first section of it, and just gave us that extra gear thing on the back end, that was much, much better. It was something that I would tune in every week to watch, for sure. It was... Uh, was it Rory Reed? Is yeah, that Rory his Reed. Name? Yeah, that sounds right. And Chris Harris, they worked well together. I think Chris Harris, I mean, from like the the podcasts I've listened to with him in it, and the shows on YouTube that I've seen him do, I think he's just a friendly guy. Like, yeah. 
when you meet Chris Harris, you like Chris Harris. End of story. And Roy Reed seems to be similar in that way. He seems to be very outgoing, very friendly. And so those two hit it off real well right away. And it's, it's fun to listen to them. And they did like the news section, like what you enjoyed so much about the previous Old Top, top Gear. Gear. Yep. Uh, they did kind of that. And then Chris Harris, the new reasonably priced car track is a rally cross track and they use a Mini Cooper. And Chris Harris took the Mini Cooper out and did a lap on the rally, on the rally or yeah, he did. Was that on the show or was that just on the internet? I don't remember. I don't. I, I know he it. also took the Aerial Nomad out and did a lap of the Top Year track with it. I think that was online. That no, the Nomad was definitely on the show. Yeah, it was. LeBlanc did the Nomad. Uh, I know, but then Harris took it out and drove it on the test gear. Or yeah, on the I didn't take it that far if, if it did. Yeah, but um, that was way better. It. I mean, it was classic Chris Harris. It was, you know, if you enjoyed watching his YouTube series, his drive stuff, his own stuff, you'll like watching Extra Gear. It was good to watch. It was fun. It was interesting. It was car related. It was entertaining. It wasn't forced. It was just what it was, and it was fine. It wasn't trying to be something else, yeah. which is what the new Top Gear is. Is it's trying to be the old Top Gear? I don't even know that. For now, it just feels like it's really like they're forcing it to be. Something that it isn't. Yeah. Extra gear was just what it was, and it didn't come across as being faked or forced or whatever. And Rory was good. I saw a preview. Rory of him, did really well, and he was very. I thought he was very articulate as well. Where you know, like we were saying, Matt LeBlanc was very flat. He seemed dynamic and exciting, and somebody I might actually want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, they were for sure. What about? The other guy that I don't remember his name. I don't think he made a showing on this episode. Is he even in the second one? Is he, is he a yet. person anymore? Can't answer that. What is his name? Eddie? Ed? It was that uh, Formula One. Yeah, he guy. owned a yeah. team for a while and did some commentating. Yeah, I think he did that for a lot of years. I don't. I don't remember who he was, and I don't. He was. If he was on it, I missed him. Yeah, he was kind of at the bottom of my list. Anyway, because I was kind of like, who cares? Uh, Rory Reed and and Sabine Schmidt did a did a thing together uh, in the ex- extra gear where they went and visited her house, and then they drove around in her uh, ring taxi. Okay, because she does. That's her, what she makes. She for, got an M five. No, she's a nine eleven ring oh, taxi. Fair enough. Like roll caged race car, the whole nine yards, passenger seat, but. I was like, they were, he was like talking about how he was real apprehensive about getting in the car because she's had a, you know, she's got this notoriety of making people sick. Which I think is faked. Yes. Well, as we've said, uh, I'm not really sure she made Chris Harris throw or Chris uh, Evans throw up either. I think that might have been BS, but anyway, continue. Yeah, I don't know. But then they just like went for a a casual drive in the countryside with her 911 ring taxi. Weird. They're in Germany at her house next to the Nürburgring with a 911, went for a casual country back road cruise at the speed limit. Was it a funny bit? It was kind of funny because she like took him to his to her house. And so her house looks like it belongs in Montana. Like she's got pigs and horses and you walk into the house and it's literally a saloon. Weird. Yeah. I Log like cabin, the like whole it. nine yards. It's crazy. And she was like in the in the uh, in the fence, like inside with the pig, and she was feeding it. It wasn't like our little pink pigs. It was a different one, like a pot-bellied pig or something, some different species of pig than what we think of when we think bacon, pork, pig. Uh, and she was feeding it, and he was like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool, whatever. She's like, yeah, you can't come in here. He'll kill you. <laughs> Just like straight up. Okay, I'll just stay on this side of the fence then. Hmm. That's fine. So, extra gear is where it's at. Yep. Yeah. Watch extra gear. Skip the first hour, watch the second. Is that how they're doing it? That's how the first one was. It might not be that way moving it forward. It kind of sounded to me like extra gear was going to be an online-only deal. I would be really disappointed if they do that and then make me pay for it, which is what I'm afraid they'll do because I'll be really sad if they take my Chris Harris away from me entirely. Yeah. That's well. That's why he left uh, 
drive, drive or the drive or the drive network. Whatever it is or these drive. days. I've heard there's a couple two of people, them. There's the drive and there's drive. I've heard a couple people refer to it as underdrive because it has that slash in the front of it. Oh, my God. And I was like, I don't think that's what they're getting I don't getting think that's at. what it's I don't called. I that's right. Underdrive. It's not. Who said that? Uh, just just a random person? Yeah, just okay. people I meet. Not a, not a notable not, person. Yeah. If you listen to the Smoking Tire podcast, Matt Fair refers to it as the Drive Network. So what's Drive? It's a YouTube channel. And the Drive is all of the above and the website? Yeah, I think the Drive Network is everything. The TV show on, N- on CNBC Sports. Which is called Drive Plus. Uh, no, Drive Plus is what the YouTube channel is now. There is a holy shit. So Drive Plus is the paid for. Drive Plus is the paid for. So if you watch, if you're watching something on YouTube that was released recently by the Drive Network, and you're not paying for it, it's only a short snippet of the whole video. Right. And you have to be a Plus member to watch the whole thing. And then there's. Drive Plus, which is a subscription. There's Drive, which is not subscription. There's but the it's always drive. just shortened versions of what's on Drive Plus. There's the Drive, which is the website and the network, and then there's what's on NBC Drive. I think it's just called Drive there as well. But there's two different pay. Have you noticed there's two different Facebook pages? There's Drive and the Drive. Are you sure they're related? And not the Drive isn't someone trying to steal off the name. No, I'm sure that they're similar but different. It's the same people. Are you sure it's the same people? Yes, I am. Okay. It's I'm not going to argue because I don't have any clue. It's very weird, though. Confusing. Very. True, move on. I don't have a lot else to say about Top Gear. I'm cautiously pe- pessimistic, honestly. Um, I think it's going to get better, but I think it might take two seasons. What I'm afraid of is that the world is not going to give it enough time to get better enough to matter. I don't think that they're going to make a second season, especially if the Grand Tour gets out the gate before the end of the first season of Top Gear. Oh, no, they'll just they'll just start firing people. They'll just let people go. They'll let... If LeBlanc doesn't pick it up, they'll let him go. If everybody hates Chris Evans, they'll let him go. You know, they'll just put new people in. That's what they did I think after it's the gonna first be, the I think first it's going to be a of, very volatile thing for the next couple... I mean, at least the next original Top Gear, which nobody has seen because we're not old enough... That had people in and out all the time. I mean, they were switching yeah. people out constantly. People don't realize Top Gear's been going since like... 77. Yeah, this this is yeah. the 23rd season. That's not even entirely true. No, there's like... I don't even... Cause is there in the, there's more than that. Cause is there? It, yeah, to go all the way back to... This, I literally think it was 1977 is when they did the first one. All right, well, this, this is labeled as season 23. So they're continuing this as... Yep. Why would you do that? It seems dumb. They should just start over. Blank slate. This is different. Let's try not to be anything that we're not. I don't know. I'm tired of Top Gear. Let's move on. Right. Moving on. Let's do the news. More newsy type topics. Right. Better news. Well, this well, one, this isn't better. No, well, it's still a negative. Better thing. than Top Gear. I, I don't we're know. We're the next Top Gear. We like to pretend that. Okay. What do you got, Robbie? Uh, a Jalopnik this week kind of did a bombshell on Hennessy and uh, made a bunch of claims about how terrible of a business they are and all the lies they've spread. So did any of any of you two? Did you two know anything about um, this Hennessy deal before this came out? Not a word. Nope. Because it's very interesting because, and everything we're saying here is allegedly, don't come sue us. We don't know any of this for sure. But allegedly. If you're going to sue someone, (laughs) sue Jalopnik. Yeah, don't sue us. We don't have any money anyway. (laughs) Uh, So supposedly, John Hennessy has been doing this for years and years and years and years. And not just this business, other businesses he's been involved in. Jalopnik says that he's had three different businesses. Um, he's had, they're all been some form of Hennessy, like, you know, cause the, the, this one is Hennessy performance engineering. Is that right? HPE. And then there was, there was Hennessy performance, I think without the engineering. And then there was like Hennessy company or something. So he's had different companies over the last 25 years. I want to say mm-hmm. that he's done different performance things at different locations in Texas. And supposedly he's kind of rolled into the next business to kind of get away from some of the issues that he had with the previous one. I guess outside of financial issues, how do you get away with get away from issues if you're using the same name? 
Well, I think you know he made his name originally with the 3000 GT. I'm pretty yep. sure because yes. he did. Uh, yeah, which he, is weird because you wouldn't think that. Well, so then I think he switched to the Viper. He moved on to the Viper, and then it's apparently it's very known in the Viper world that he's had some not so great business dealings. Because if you go on the Viper forum, and even Jalopnik posted this, there's a whole thread about how terrible John Hennessy is. But you see, this world is not big enough anymore for someone to get away with it like that, I wouldn't Well, think. I think that's the the point of this article. You know, maybe a lot of these dealings that he's done in the past were in the, you know, the, the Viper would have come out in the early 90s. So if he's doing shady stuff in the 90s, even in the early 2000s, that stuff may not have gotten didn't out. Didn't make it to the internet yeah, enough and- to be common knowledge right and so now he's gotten to the point where you know you could be anybody and you could tell your story to the whole entire world right you could just be the smallest you know nobody gives a shit oh john hennessy screwed me over he posted online and all of a sudden it becomes viral and it blows up and that's that's what happened the article was about this guy um ali i think is how you say his name from guitar yep he bought a a core where he he had intended to buy a c7 and he bought it through john yeah so he gave Hennessy, a $70,000 down payment, which would include the initial purchase of the Corvette and then the start of all of the performance modifications that he planned on doing, which, of course, would mean more money later. Right. So so he just wrote him a seventy-five or $70,000 check. And the car, it, this was in like 2013. Yeah, he wasn't getting a the car for time a long ago. time. That didn't... That wasn't a car at that point, was it? Well, it would have been... It was a, no, it was, probably just a concept at that point. It was, a, it was a preemptive purchase. It was. A, it was. He bought it with the intent. That as soon as that car hit the sales floor, they were Hennessy gonna, would get Hennessy one. would buy it, start working on it, and ship it to Qatar. Yeah, within a year, having have this completed vehicle. So supposedly, as of this article being written, which was, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago now, but um, he didn't have the car, and he had been pleading, specifically John. He'd been talking to John. There's emails. Of him saying, I want I want my money back. You don't have a car for me. You haven't even purchased it. It's not like it's in the shop being worked on. I want my money back. And as of as of the writing of the Jalopnik article, he had gotten back a total of $5,000. Yeah, and the, the crazy part of it was he wanted his money back so he could purchase a Corvette himself to ship the Corvette to him, to, to Hennessy, so they could start working on it. I would have been done for... Oh, for sure. I would have bailed. Years ago. Yeah, that guy's way not... Going the right way. No. There's more than one Corvette tuner in the world. Yeah, there's a bunch. Just a few. Yeah, just go on Pro Chargers page. They love posting pictures of Z06s that they've taken the the heat pump, as they like to call it, <laughs> off of the top and put a Pro Charger on the front of it. And look it at all the power. It's 800 made. wheel horsepower. Yep. So, yeah, there are tons of places to take your money that, that uh, is not there. So I'm not sure what his motivation is for having a Hennessy quote car, but he right. really wants, he apparently still really wants one. But the really interesting thing is you go back and look at some of the Viper stuff that he did. I was seeing, um, there was a, a complaint about a guy that ordered a Hennessy cam, a quote, it's a Hennessy performer, you know, whatever cam for a Viper. So he ordered it. And when he got the cam, it came in a Hennessy box, but supposedly he took it out and measured it. It was a, it was an OEM Viper cam. Yeah, Whoa. how fucking shady is that, dude? That, that that's the, another complaint was that over the years he's been doing that for many parts. He would buy it'd be like taking a Godspeed or a Megan 240SX part. Oh, real real cheap shit, as cheap as you could possibly get. Stamping the Hennessy name on it, throwing it onto another vehicle, and claiming it as this ultra high performance, faking dyno sheets the whole nine yards. Damn. That, the other thing that he, that supposedly happened was he would have cars in the shop that weren't done. He would take parts off of those cars and put them onto other cars to finish them, and then he would call the owner of the first car and try to sell him an upgrade to replace the parts that he took off. That or send him pictures of the vehicle that's torn apart saying, we are working on your car. Really, we're just stealing parts and giving it to this other guy and to he, finish so, that project. So as part of this Jalopnik article, um, Torchinsky, I think is how you say his name? Yeah, Jason Torchinsky. He talked to a lot of people, and he talked to former... Um, Employees. Employees of Hennessy. I mean, he did a lot of research. It was a great article, um, actually. And and he said that if people started getting... So part of the quote policy was if people had cars in there from out of state, they were lower priority. Because if you're in... he's in, uh, I think maybe he's in Dallas. If you're in Dallas and you got a client in Dallas and his car's in there, he can walk in any time and start harassing you in person about why his car's not done. 
If you got a guy in Pennsylvania, you bet your bottom dollar I will be too. Yeah, if you got a guy in Pennsylvania, it's going to be harder for him to come in there and be like, "What the hell is going on in here? Why why isn't my car done?" And, so if, they, and if it's international, it's not a priority. Yeah, apparently because you're on a four year uh, waiting list. Plane tickets aren't that expensive when you're having John Hennessy modify your brand new Z06. A plane ticket's not that expensive. I'm pretty sure I'd still be having a face to face chat with him. So would I. Maybe I'm a little old school. But I just like having face-to-face with stuff. Like, that's why I still use an insurance agent that exists in my town and stuff like that. So if shit hits the fan, I can go talk to him. Yeah, be sure show face-to-face-to-face with your lawyer standing next to you. I'm pretty sure that I'd be still having a face-to-face with John Hennessy if I lived in in Pennsylvania. So back to Robbie's point, if they had somebody, especially out of state, that was getting uppity with them, and the car was sitting there, like, say they got a stock Z06 in and they hadn't done anything with it, they would separate the engine and the transmission from the chassis and send them a picture and say, hey, look, we got the engine out, we're working on it, even though they had done nothing with it. The other thing was, it's harder to repossess a car that doesn't have an engine and transmission in it. I disagree with that. Where's the, where is it? Who's, you can't repossess an engine and transmission that aren't yours. Which one's yours? I guess. It just, it just makes it muddy. Right, it slows the process down for sure. Yeah. You're not going to send some a repo dude in there, guns ablazing to pull a pull a car if there's no engine transmission and you're not sure which one's yours. Sure as hell is not doing that. It's shady, dude. It's for <sighs> sure shady. I, this is just making me angry. This is the type of shit that makes my blood boil. This is why I want to get into the performance industry and and be a shop. It's because I I want to not do that. But a lot of people kind of a cute well i think in the past he's gotten a lot of bad press on the forum and stuff and people gone yeah but john's such a great guy like you know all the stuff that he posts online he's such a cool dude he talks about you know his customers and what all the stuff that he wants to do with his shop and he's building the the venom and like how could you talk shit about this but the aerosmith guy has his venom so uh, apparently you know john kind of took on this rock star persona per his employees and he would just—he was just that. He's just a sales guy. I mean, he's just larger than life. He's a—he's a big deal. You know, he just look says at, yes. Look at how awesome yes I am. Man. Yeah. And you know, he's got some people behind him that have cleaned up some messes, and uh, it's kind of all been re-exposed. I think now that it's such a big shop, it's a big deal. You know, somebody's pulled the cover off again and said, "Not everything is not what it seems." Which might explain why they're trying to sell that track. Right, yeah, we talked about that. We were like, why would they, well, like, why does Hennessy care about selling a, I can't even remember how much money it was. It's a, like, two, like a couple million dollar like, drag what, racing what, track. Why do they give a shit? Like, couldn't they use that? It's on their property, but there's... Yeah, they're, they're trying to sell it with the intent to still use it whenever they want. They just need $2 million to cover their asses to clean some, up this mess. Yeah, so... So it all, it all so, kind of makes sense if you look into it. So you know what this really means for us here yeah. at 1010's podcast? We had to start a... Can we start a 10 tens performance? No, that means that Michael needs to change his rich guy daily driver. Go on. He's got to change his too. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Both of you guys got to get new rich guy daily drivers because you chose the Hennessy Velociraptor. And I chose the uh, Escalade. And you chose the HPE 800 800 Escalade. Escalade. Dang it. And I chose a car from a reputable manufacturer that I can get. He chose the world's ugliest car. Good guy Porsche over here. Ugh. Getting my car to me. Oh, don't even start. <laughs> Would Sir like the radio removed so it's more, quote, track ready? We will charge you $2,000 for such, such a service. You want to talk about keeping parts and charging people for them. Don't get it twisted. Just because they're from Germany. Oh my nah, God. we Germans are straight shooters. I don't know what you're talking about. I could go a lot of terrible places, but we will <laughs> move, move it on. Move past it, <laughs> Robbie. Real quick, what would you change your rich guy daily to? Uh, I'd probably just get a different. Uh, that wouldn't be a Velociraptor just anymore. Just find a, yeah, different a, a different company that does. Yeah, just, I'd get a different Raptor. You think so? Stay oh, yeah. with the truck. I think so. I'd definitely stay with the truck, and I think I'd just stick with the Raptor. Michael, I think I'd get a Julia on the spot. If if we don't need a truck to tow our track car, which I still have an issue with. I think you might still need one. You will need a truck. It depends. I, I, I know. I, I know. If we're saying. You guys we, are adding. You guys we were get, adding rules 
post. Hey, this was discussion. a this was a dream garage. Yep. This wasn't a dream garage plus we another garage to keep my say, car hauler. But in. we didn't say that this was the all encompassing garage. We just yeah, we, we just did. said yeah, we here's did. a couple topics. You pick a car in each of those categories Listen, that you would like to buy if you had the money Listen, or the you ability. You can do as much backpedaling as you want. By definition, dream uh, garage is one garage. All your, all your vehicles, one garage. I don't agree. It could be an airplane hangar. It, it doesn't matter. It's one garage. So I don't agree. If I'm playing by Adam's twisted reality where you can have multiple garages full of whatever the hell you want. <laughs> These are just categories within your dream garage. I would have the the new uh, Julia. Trust me. If we're going to go over my entire dream garage, we're going to need a longer show. We're going to redo that episode because I think we've all changed. I definitely anyway. have changed. Quite I think a bit. we should do it like annually, but I don't even know if I can wait that long. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so, well, now my uh, hypercar, my super, yeah, my hypercar changed too because yeah. I, I had the Venom. There's a new version of my hypercar. Oh, as that's well. right. Robbie's like not getting any oh, of yeah, this car. Right. You chose two Hennessy's. I did. I did. See, you fell for that rock star. I'm a I bit did. larger than life. Ah, See, that's that's what he's good at. That's what that's what John is good at. Yep. All right, you got to have those people too. Fair enough. That's why they, that's why he's been successful, and why a lot of businesses are successful because you got one guy that's just he's literally like a fucking rock star, and he's he walks on water. Yeah. We have that sales guy at my office. Doesn't mean that they're a good businessman. On my end, I think he's probably our worst sales guy, but he is definitely got love that him, larger they? than life persona. Yep, it's very true. Let's move on. Moving on. Is this one happy? Uh, maybe no. This is going to be talking about. We're talking about. going to be an argument. Uh, Continue. I I've got actually just real quick. Uh, Backpedal a little bit. No, I'm not. Nothing about Hennessy. You say you know we need more happy news. I had more than one person tell me that last week's news section was the best one we've done yet. Oh really? Because we were talking about really really (laughs) terrible. Yeah, gruesomeness. Yeah, it was bad. It's not my fault that Google doesn't think about how their new invention is going to tear people's faces off. That's that is their (laughs) problem. They pay people. So much more money than I make a year. Like multiples more. And nobody thought, yeah, it's going to tear your face off. <laughs> There's people at Google that make more in a day than I make in a year. They couldn't come up with that? Come on. Flypaper for human beings. Yeah. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong in this scenario. <laughs> Moving on. Well, since you brought it up, the uh, Porsche, like, I don't know, what, what do they call themselves? The. You talking about their aftermarket their, division? Yeah, it's their, it's their restoration, keep their cars on the road division. Oh, Cla- yeah. yeah. Porsche Classic, I guess, is Classic. what they call okay. it. They came out with this new navigation radio system that goes where the old radio goes in like the 1980s Porsches. And it has navigation. Earlier, it's got yeah. a little screen on it, and it's got turn-by-turn, and I think it looks quite cool. I am shocked that this is coming out from Porsche. I, one, I had no idea that the region was a Porsche Classic, which I think is really neat. I think all companies should have something like this, or at least there should be a company out there that's dedicated to... Any company that cares about their heritage. Yes. Yeah, Lamborghini I, and Ferrari and, and Alfa Romeo, they all have... Do they? Couple, yeah, yeah. The, the more you know. I had no yeah. idea. But like, I'm surprised that that GM and Ford don't have that to a bigger scale. I think that they... Yeah, you think they'd be like they, a Corvette. They restore their... They'll restore a car if it's going to a museum that's related to them. Yes. But I don't think they do customer cars like Porsche or Lambo will. Yeah, I think the Chevy only ever did that with that, that Corvette museum that kind of sunk yeah, into the hole. Yeah, and they do, they do other cars for for those sort of things, but I don't think they do them for customers. Right. And I, I don't even know that GM does it. I think they might just pay a shop to do it right well i think this is really neat and i i would probably go that route too if i had that type of car and i wanted to bring it up to date and replace the old shitty radio with a newer nice radio that's going to fit perfectly and be an exact quote-unquote oem replacement um this is good because you know i i've i constantly find myself getting in my car and going (laughs) i don't have a navigation system possibly in my pocket or attached to the head unit or anything like that because <laughs> I don't walk around all day with a with a phone that also does you know navigation and has internet on it. Michael doesn't so like this idea. This by is the, way. the stupidest thing. You, don't, you, don't like, you know how much this thing costs? It's like two grand, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't pay that. It's too, you have a phone already. So I'm not gonna lie. Never looked at the price. Yeah, ridiculous. I like the idea. I did hey, not say I like. I did not like guess the execution. What? There's a company that's been out for the last 15 years called Retro Sound. They make the same thing. It's 170 dollars. And you can use your phone for navigation. Uh, does it have the word Porsche written on it? Exactly. Yeah. No. It's no. going to hurt it. <laughs> it's going to hurt the value of my car, bro. So stupid. So stupid. 
That is just a toy for people that have way more money than sense. You'll never that, use it. It's three and a half inches. You can't see a fucking thing. Oh, how big is your phone? Oh, how big is your phone? <laughs> the, your iPhone is 4.7 inches. Have you seen a three and a half inch screen? It's fucking tiny. Your phone, Robbie, is probably five inches or it, bigger. That's what she said. Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> three and a half inches. Or bigger. And it's down here. You you can't see a fucking thing on it. It's so, not, how are you going to put any addresses in there? Does it have like an aux input and stuff like that? Yeah. That's what I'm more interested in. You're going to pay $2,000. No. If you're restoring your for a heritage radio. Corvette or Porsche, you are. Yeah. If if I was, it's a lifestyle if I was the type of, of person who, who wants to build a car to go park it on a concourse, golf course somewhere... I would be I would be more apt to pay for that. You would fail. You would get marked down on a concourse for that. It's OEM. It's not though. That is about originality. That is not original in any aspect of the word, except for the fact that it fits in the same hole. Well, which brings up phrasing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, which brings up like maybe that's why uh, there isn't more of a Corvette or Mustang type um, OEM backed classic because people don't want them to be original. Yeah, exactly. Because if you put if you restore a 68 Camaro, you're not putting a newer radio in it. You put the old 8-track maybe or you you put the, you, you put the retro make, sound unit. Yeah, in. you put the retro yeah. sound unit that looks identical. My dad has one in his formula. It looks just like the original one. It goes in the original holes, right. plugs into the original places. Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Yeah. Or my dad's doesn't have Bluetooth because he bought it long it's enough a, ago yeah. that wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's got but, aux in, though. But it had FM on it, which the original one didn't. Right. It has an aux in on the back if you run it a cable. If you wanted to run a cable, it has... Uh, has a remote. It has, has a, remote a remote line out so that you can power up amplifiers. It has... Uh, CD changer inputs if you wanted to put a CD changer in the trunk or in the glove box or wherever right. you want to put it. And and uh, to the untrained eye, it looks like the original radio. That's exactly the direction I would go. The yeah. only, I've, I've seen it before where they wanted to have that original radio-looking yeah. dash, yep. and, and then they mounted a CD player in the glove box. So they had two radios. Yeah, yeah I've so, seen that, that, that. I've seen people wire, really well. wire the volume to that... Uh, potentiometer on the old radio no oh. i've seen that before so that's you're actually so much work i know you're actually God, adjusting the old radio suck. but you're running the new one you might as well just run the retro sound i could see if you're but a porsche does retro restore, sound make hold on, a porsche hold on he's a captain interrupting you know Ooh, that? fuck yeah i am so <laughs> i can see that if you're restoring uh, you know you've got a 1968 porsche 911 sc you want to pay you want to pay more than two thousand dollars for an original restored radio i'm in i'm in on that for this stupid little tiny LCD that you can't see that you're going to end up using your phone anyway, it's a complete waste of money. And now it's not original. But does I don't see the point? Does someone is there any other competitor in the market besides that radio from Porsche that will go into my dash that I don't have to modify it like RetroSound? Does RetroSound make a Porsche radio? Because if they don't, I want to update my radio. What am I to do? I guarantee you for $2,000, you can find an electronics engineer that will restore your radio. For $2,000. But it won't have all the things I want. It won't have Bluetooth. It won't have FM. It won't have an auxiliary input. It won't. Right, but my point is you're not you're not putting that stuff in a restored car. Not and, in a st- restored but, original Porsche. You're not putting that stuff so in So what there. if I want to build a Porsche like you have for your Camaro, where it's just a, a semi-well-restored car? From the outside, it looks relatively original, but it's a driver that I enjoy. Cut a hole in the dash. What do you care? It's I'm not cut original. Cut a hole in my Porsche. <laughs> sure you are. No. Somebody makes that part. I guarantee you that there's a repo for that part. I bet there isn't. Cut a hole in the dash. Who cares? No, if it's I not cut original, a hole in the dash. If it's not original. Doesn't matter. Well, it's going to save you literally fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't think if you're restoring Porsches, who fucking cares about two grand? Again, it's not. It's not a restoration piece. Resto modding Porsches. Then you could then you cut a hole in the dash. I don't agree with that statement at all. What are you talking about? Rusted? You didn't cut a hole in your Camaro dash. Yeah, I did. I absolutely one hundred percent. You want to walk over there and look at it? There's a well, hole. Well, maybe yours, but you you just said you guys have a retro power, so I'm guessing it's in your dad's. In the '68. Yeah, because it's hundred and fifty dollars. It's cheaper than most aftermarket radios. Well, and my, you don't have to modify the dash. Yeah, there's no way I'd cut the hole a, hole a hole in the dash of my Porsche unless I was doing radical other modifications to it. No, see, I, I guess I didn't realize it was two grand. I like the idea of them. Of there being a, a classic rest- restoration company, so th- the fact that they're doing this, I like. 
I don't like $2,000. I would not really care to put navigation in my Porsche. But if they, if always, if Porsche came out with an updated, like say they're going to put a CD player or just a normal radio, exactly, have. that makes more sense yeah. to me. To be honest, I don't understand why people pay for navigation in regular modern day cars. Like you've talked about, your Rogue doesn't have nav. That's fine. I wouldn't have paid for nav anyway because I have it in my pocket all the time. Yep. I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. It's the other features that that radio provides that I was interested in. I think that they should make that radio that looks original, that does everything that this does, minus the navigation. And I, you know what? If I'm they sure want to charge two grand for it, so be it. I don't even. I don't even care. But this whole nav feature I, it just okay feels stupid. so so then that i'll agree with i agree the nav is dumb it's the rest of the features of the modernized radio that i was interested in okay that's all i wanted to get all into right. this is that, are you happy with we're that actually all, yeah, yeah, we're actually, actually all saying the same apparently thing. apparently we all agree bit. with what okay fair yeah, that's that's all i wanted was just everybody to agree that Next, the navigation is stupid no, i don't i think navigation is dumb i don't know why people pay what is frankly absurd amounts of money for a navigation that number one, you already had in your pocket and number two is not really updatable. It is. You can replace the maps. Yeah. Cause that's what I want to do every time I go on a trip. I think, um, GM's new thing is, you know, Oh, we got Ford G or whatever. So yeah, it'll update. Oh, you, you know what I want to do is yeah, I want to, is I want to add another line to my phone bill for my car. Oh, I don't even know if you can do that. I think you got to pay for it separately. I think it's a yeah, separate I service. I don't want that either. With OnStar. Somebody told me you can spend like $50 a month on uh, subscription stuff for your GM car now. I'm surprised, I'm, sur- I'm surprised it's not even more than that because you can get internet, you know, just wherever you're driving. Yeah. So that's, that can't be cheap. Maybe it is I love it when that. On the it commercial they talk about, oh, this car has Wi-Fi for your kids. Yeah, they're just using a data plan. Woo! Ooh, shit! What do you mean they're using a the data plan? It's How much so, is that costing? Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems crazy. Of course, GM thinks that we're all morons and we need to describe cars with emojis. So, yeah, let's, right. let's not go there. So, Ford is coming out, or supposedly, this was um, rumored in Australia, according to this page, um, that the Ford Focus is coming out with an RS five hundred. Yes. So, fun fact, not 500 horsepower. No. No, but neither was the RS2000. Um, and le- and even, even of a less fun fact, no more horsepower than the other one. Then what's the point? It's got more aggressive aero and different transmission. Because every time I'm going to work, fiber. I'm like, if I had more downforce right now, this would help my commute. I, I, yeah, so, or no, it would, get, it would switch from a standard six to a dual clutch unit. So they made it, it less sequentially shifted. It does not. No, it's gonna be paddle. It's, be... no, it's gonna be paddle shift. You know no, it is. I'm out then. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Here it I is. I thought this was cool. I'm not interested anymore. All right. Instead of adding power, they are going to improve performance through better tires, which you definitely couldn't do on your own. Weight reduction, more aggressive suspension calibration, carbon ceramic brakes, and remove, the removing harder. the rear seats and switching the standard six speed to the dual clutch. So they already use like. Pilot Super Sports or something like that on there, which are an incredibly expensive tire. If they're moving to a quote-unquote better tire, I don't even want to know what tire they're using and how much. Oh, it's that tire cost. was specifically developed for that. Car are they going to use well. like Pirelli Corsas or something like that? I mean, what are we spending money on here? Well, am I, I going to drop twenty five hundred dollars on a set of tires every four months for my Focus? No, for my Focus. I had also heard that two thirty five is about all you can get under that thing. Yeah. They're maxed out as it is, so I'm not sure. They're just going stickier on tires, apparently. Yeah, I'll just put an RE71 on it and move on with my life. Suspension? Companies sell that, so that doesn't really seem to buy anything. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really... Weight reduction? I'm not seeing it. I could take my seats out for free. So yep. I'm yep. not opposed to the dual clutch thing, but I'm not sure that they needed to come out with a whole new car for it. It should have just been an option for the original. What, what, what else? What are we missing? Uh, carbon fiber stuff. They said some carbon fiber. And I more do like moment. carbon fiber things. Uh, removing sound deadening material, using carbon fiber and or aluminum components for the suspension and body panels. Uh, they say it could uh, could possibly cut 220 pounds. We take the seats out. I mean, my yeah. God, that's that's yeah. a lot of take the weight. Seat, not the if they're just back seats. Back seats are surprisingly not heavy. Yeah, I say the 240s weighs maybe 15 pounds total. 20 pounds. Take all that sound deadening out. That's probably quite a bit of it. Carpet. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't carpet. know. Yeah, I know like the 
I mean, this is a little bit older and sound ending's probably got better and lighter since then, but the, the BMW E30, they use like this tar in the trunk for sound ending and there's like 85 pounds of sound ending in the back of that car. Wow. That's so stupid. They remove it with dry ice. Yeah. You freeze it. It's quite a process. Neat. I think it's either dry ice or heat. There's there's a couple different. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wait a minute. They're a little Wait. bit different there. Yeah. No, there's a couple different sound endings in that car, and depending on which one you're removing, you have to use one or the other process. And if you get it wrong, it ruins everything. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just makes your life. <laughs> sticky, but I think I think the trunk the stuff was was uh, was dry ice because when Chaz bought an E30 track car that sat in my driveway for a year and never moved, uh, he was really excited about the fact that the previous owner had already done that. Huh. Neat. So when are you buying your Focus, your Focus RS 500? I'm going to have to take a hard pass on you that. You know what I'm going to buy? Is, I'm, uh, if I'm going to buy a Ford, this is going to be a shocking revelation to anybody who knows me. You're I'm gonna definitely buy a not going to buy a Focus. Fiesta, three-cylinder Fiesta. Three-cylinder Fiesta. I would buy that over the Focus. That thing is sure. sweet. Have you seen Absolute, that thing? Oh, yeah. Three-cylinder Fiesta. You kidding me? Awesome. I'm excited. Chuck that thing around all day. <laughs> red line, red line, red uh, line, red line. I was going with Mustang GT 350R. Oh, that's but, a revelation? Really? But, uh, <laughs> I, you don't say. I, you don't say. No. Really? <laughs> the best car they make right now. Honestly, I think more people would expect me to buy a three-cylinder Fiesta than a Mustang. <laughs> that is true. true. That is true. <laughs> People who know me, I think they'd be more surprised that I'm interested in buying a Mustang than a three-cylinder Fiesta. What's for the, sure. What's the Mustang cost? Hundred Gur. Hundred Gur with what's uh, your Fiesta well, cost? What's its sticker or what's it cost? Yeah, those are two different those are things. Not the same. What thing. would it cost you? Hundred grand. Right. Yeah, sticker's like sixty-five. I think six, between six sixty-five and seventy. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. What the about dealer your, markup's out of control? What about Fiesta? Uh, Eighteen grand probably, uh, if that. <laughs> and how well, much, if you're just so buying the three-cylinder, which is not the ST, I'm assuming. Right. I'm pretty sure the ST Less was like that. twenty, so I would think that sixteen. That, yeah, we're lo- we're looking at fifteen, sixteen grand for a car. and it's manual, dude. You can get it with a manual. Well, well, I would hope so. Yeah, three cylinder turbo, dude. It's one liter and it one makes liter. like a hundred and forty horsepower. It's out of control. It's sweet, dude. We should get one, a ten tens Fiesta. Will it? Hoon? We could have a Fiesta with our. We could have a Will it Hoon. We could episode. have a Fiesta and our Fiesta. Is that the reference you just made? I did. God, it's a nice little car. I like it. I seriously thought about buying one instead of the Veloster. And it didn't get maybe, to the point where I test drove it. I was maybe like, maybe you should test drive one. I think if I you're going to compare Fiestas to Velosters, you have to at least talk ST. The ST is. To Turbo, Veloster. Yeah. It's quicker. I'm thinking about it. We won't, I'm not going to go there. Let's not go down <laughs> this route because everybody's going to say I'm wrong and they're wrong and I just don't want to go there. Okay. All right. We'll wrap this up with uh, not really car related news. Let's um, end on a really sad note. Like we did last week because it worked out really well. Um, two fighter jets crashed in the same day, which I don't know if that's really... And not besides, the be, same place, Not right? the same place. And in the U.S., and they were the... the what do you the want to call elite these? of yeah, those so yeah, yeah, They're yeah, like the show teams. Basically, because you had the Blue Angels, yep. and then you also had a what would basically be the equivalent of a Blue Angel doing a flyover for the Air Force graduation. Yeah, it was called... Uh, does anybody remember what they were called? Thunderbirds? I don't no, know what they I don't they're think called. that's true. Um. It, oh, the, the, oh, you're right. It was the Thunderbirds. Air, the, uh, yeah. Yep. You're right. It was the Thunderbirds. It, the Air Force Thunderbirds. It's extremely rare for a Thunderbird pilot to crash. Quote unquote. Yeah, that was the <laughs> first article that happened earlier in the day. Yep. So the Thunderbird crashed in F-16. Yes. And he was doing a graduation in Colorado. And he, he ejected. He ejected and lived. And I think he was fine. I think they said he was walking around. Yep. Even, they so ultim- he was good. They ultimately said that they thought that that was pilot error. Is what it looks like they said. I have not I'm followed not, up. I don't what it is most of the time? No, we can't. Equipment, equipment failure, yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. I figured those things are so, like, to the nth degree that I would think it's pilot you would, failure You would think that, often. but I've worked, I've worked in the aerospace industry for two years now. <laughs> that is not the case. Are you afraid to fly now? Yes. <laughs> I have heard so many stories about people telling me what the mechanics do to uh, what, with our products, what the mechanics do to them once they get them and put them on the engine. I don't want to fly. It scares me what other people do once they leave our building. I don't doubt that for a second. Being in the car world is, as much as we are, yeah, no. I, and seeing all the sketch-tastic things that people do to cars, I can't imagine. I'll tell you things off, off, um, off mic. I won't say I it on the I don't even know what I want to hear, frankly. Yeah. I'm not yeah. flying anymore, so it's fine. 
Uh, and then Until this hits it huge, and we got to be flying from one side of the country to the other to make an event. No, we're getting we're getting motorhome. That's caravan, right. We're dude. buying RVs and yeah. race car trailers. Yeah, so we're all going to get an RV, <laughs> and then we're going to get a race car trailer, put it behind there, and put our race car in it. So we'll have three RVs, three race car trailers, and be homeless. I think what and, we need to do is we need to make the liveries go from one to the next to the next so that when we're driving down the road in a line, it says 10 tenths podcast down all three of our RVs and trailers. You really thought about this. No, I just, that just hit me. Oh. So. <laughs> Michael's not into <laughs> it. not into it. No. Michael's the less is more guy and I'm the more is more yeah, guy. Adam so. is, add more opulence. And, and then and I'm, some, I'm somewhere in the middle. I keep you Which guys Which is weird because Robbie's the ricer, but whatever. Not He's just going to have underglow on his caravan. <laughs> I totally will. I might join you I with totally the caravan. Mine will be bumping down the road with the big giant subwoofer setups. Yeah, you'll go with gold lights. I'll go with green lights just to piss you off because you hate those colors. Oh, do you hate gold too? I don't know. You have a gold car, sir. I don't hate gold. No, well, he hates tan or whatever he you hates, want to call it. I don't like the color of my car. I think it's fucking hideous. <laughs> well, I always tell him he needs to paint a car go- a green with gold rims, and he, oh. he hates that. Yeah. You hate green. That was green dude, for the money. I actually money. like gold rims. Like a oh, really? blue car with like gold BBS snowflakes. Are you telling me you like a, you like yourself like a, a nice uh, WRX? No, no, no. Not that type of gold. I'm talking like chrome gold. He's like talking gold, like 100 spoke gold Dayton's. 24 karat gold look. You should not do it, dude. into it. Get a 63. Okay. Put bags on it. Get some Dayton's. Drop that shit down on the ground. Three wheel that thing around. Tell you what. For sure. With fleck in the green. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll I, do I'd, it. I'd be on board with that. Yeah. I'll do it. If Robbie builds a lowrider 240 like we've talked about in the past. You can't do that. Why not, Robbie? It's just not right. You know what? Every trend was started by someone going, fuck you, I can. Fuck you, I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) We can do so much better than that. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, back to serious sad news. We really suck at doing serious news. Um, So then, later in the day, like not even that much later in the day, like four hours later, the Blue Angels... Uh, FA-18 crashed in, can't say that town, Tennessee. <laughs> Look at the... Smyrna. No. Smyrna. 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 S-M-Y-R-N-A. Tennessee. Um, yeah, and unfortunately in that incident, it sounds like um, Captain Jeff Cuss, I think is how you say his last name, uh, died in that... Yep. That plane hit the ground crash. and exploded. So supposedly, I think he... Uh, he had just taken off. I don't. It didn't sound to me like he had enough airspeed and he stalled out. That, crashed. That's kind of what it sounds like. So, and if those of you that don't know um, airplane things, stalling out is basically you don't have enough airflow over the wing and you lose lift and you plummet. And if you're it's high enough really up, you can obviously recover. when you come, you come back down, you you get enough airflow over the wing and you're good. You know, you've got lift again. But if you're too close to the ground, it's you uh, can't recover. You know, There's you no coming recover. back from that. No. Nope. So. Uh, my brother-in-law was an in-flight refueler, like oh, the man. boom operator. Intense. Yeah. Yeah, and hard he's pass got, on that for sure. He's got uh, pictures of him refilling fighter jets and stuff like that over over the U.S. That's so, pretty cool. It's really cool. That's a hard, I'll see if I can find some of those pictures. That's a hard They're job, really, really sure. cool. Now he's in uh, pilot school. Nice. Yeah. He teaches other people? No, he's going to be a pilot. Oh, I got you. He oh, has, he was. He has yeah, a yeah. he has a private license, and he's in Air Force pilot school right now to fly an Air Force an Air Force plane. Nice. Not yeah, a lot cool. of people can do that. Yeah, that's, not not many people. Very selective. Not many people are allowed to do that. That's uh, cool. I bet it took over a year from the time they said, "Yeah, you're you're going to go to school," to the time they said, "This is the school you're going, and here's where you're going." And then a week later, he was there. Wow. The government is a is a terribly inefficient thing, <laughs> but. That means my little sister's moving to Texas. Oh, man. Oh, crazy. So, really? She'll like this shout-out. They actually listen. So Nice. That's cool. Yeah. I like how we brought that up right after we talk about two pilots crashing. So yeah, sorry. He'll, he'll appreciate sorry. that. Nah. <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> I believe that he'll be all right. He will be. Um, I don't have anything Statistically else. speaking, it's still safer to fly a plane than drive a car. It is, because the, the quote for quality in the aerospace world is 99% is not good enough. Well, I mean, just like statistically, percentage-wise, more people die in a car than oh, in yeah. a plane accident oh, yeah. annually. Got anything else, Robbie? Not 
this week. I think we're, we're, we're going to, this will be a quick one. We'll go to Grid Life. We'll yeah, have we said a this lot is, of stuff next week. We said this is going to be a quick one. This one's like an hour and 10 minutes. It's so quick. <laughs> it's so, so quick quicker than most. We really suck at uh, following through on plans. <laughs> we said, well, hey, we're going to keep this so, show. At the beginning, we're like, hey, we're going to keep this show to an hour. That failed. And then we're like, well, we should keep track of how short we keep the show. And, you know, not, it can go over an hour, but not too much over that. We started going hour 45, and fuck it, doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, we should we should do a short show before we go to Good Life, because we're going to be doing all a bunch of other stuff, and then we went an hour and 10 minutes. I think that's perfect, then. We did. Good job. Go team. Go team. See you on Thursday. We're going to Grid Life, and if you're listening, we'll see you next week, because you love some pretty awesome stuff. Did you practice that sign-off? Because that was, like, really... Did that feel rehearsed? It felt good. It felt should really I, Should I do the sign-offs more? This is a non-alcoholic root beer. I'm going to be drunk as fuck. On crunk normal, normal as fuck, root beer. I think is actually the proper drink. It's got sugar in let's it, get, I guess. Let's get crunk.